Now I'm ready. Okay. You want me to pray? Mm -hmm. pray? Okay. So, Father, we just thank you for this. Uh, we thank you for this day. And, Lord, we thank you for your keeping power. We thank you, Father, that um, we are in Christ. Christ is in us. The Holy Spirit is in us. And everything that we need for life and godliness has been given to us through Christ. And so we thank you, even in this time of uncertainty, even in this time of uh, a lot of um, uh, pain and trial, Lord, you are still on the throne. You are still God. You are still in control. And so, Father, we just pray in the name of Jesus. We thank you for keeping us. We thank you for keeping our households. Thank you for keeping our families. And so, Father, we are just looking to not only survive, but we're looking to thrive. Lord, we're looking to be people of opportunity in this time. Lord, that we may, um, that, Lord, we may have a testimony. Lord, when, those pe when people ask us for the hope that lies within, that, Father, that we may speak with boldness and certainty. We thank you for our brothers and sisters that are joining us here today. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us. Lord, just do what you want to do in this time in our lives. And we pray this through the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Right. So we have been um, doing a lot of uh, different uh, things in terms of uh, relational care. Sorry, Sorry Joe. Sorry. Um, I'm kicking Joe here under the table. More than, <laughs> more than usual. <laughs> but um, I did not mean to. But um, just really dealing with emotions and trying to manage what we're feeling and um, giving, learning about giving our, um, our feelings to Jesus before sharing them with one another. And uh, you guys have shared how sometimes it's difficult to do that with others um, because of the conditions of what's going on with everyone else in our home or with uh, certain individuals in our families or just what it's like to even uh, how difficult it can be sometimes to identify what we ourselves are feeling. But in that vein, uh, we want to share um, uh, what some of the things that we believe the Lord is saying to the church right now. So Joe is trying to get me to pull over, but my chair and the rug are not necessarily friends. So sometimes that is a little bit of a, of a challenge. As well as the mouse. You know, <laughs> yes. issue with mice. The mice issues and, yeah. and, and uh, I have chair issues. But um, so just want to share some things that we think that the Lord might be saying to the church. Again, um, I'm not saying that this is a uh, thus says the Lord to each and every one of you. And, um, you know, you got to hear what I'm saying or else. But for everyone to just kind of pray about and weigh. Um, and, and just check with the Lord on your own. Um, the, the Bible has already been canonized, so I'm not, <laughs> I'm not adding, I'm not adding to the Bible. Um, welcome Alexis and Alec Warner and Indica. Um, I believe he's saying that there are things that, uh, what he said to me was that uh, there are things that you could get away with doing or not doing in the last season that will not be tolerated or just are not going to work in this coming season and in the present. And I believe that it was just, uh, it wasn't just a word for me, but that it was a word for, for all of us. Um, our premise uh, right here is that um, we all uh, who know Christ are to be conformed to the image of Christ. If the Lord who was crucified for us as our example refused to be taken off course by temptations, we must, with his help, seek a way through relational pressures. We're not to avoid them. We're not to ignore them. We're not to respond like we have always responded in the past just because that's what we've become used to unless 
the Lord says, yes, this is the way I do want you to respond. And this is a healthy way to respond. This is my way to respond. Oh, you look like me when you respond like this. If any of our responses don't fit those latter points that I just raised, I believe he's calling us to check ourselves because what we could do in the past we're not going to be able to get away with doing in the future so um he told me basically that likely we will be required to practice things that we consider to be extreme humility a way of humbling ourselves that we are not at all used to or that we think violates our rights as um we tend to think of being Americans first before we think of other things that violates our rights. Well, um, he's challenging us to think again. Um, and the scripture that he gave me or reminded me of is first Peter two verses 20 to 23, where it talks about Christ suffering for us. Um, so I would encourage you to, to look at that scripture. Um, for yourself. I believe Joe has something else he wants to share and he's going to expound on the scripture. Um, yeah, sort of in, in keeping with what Leona was, was saying, uh, just really have continued to really in this time, really just trying to press, you know, toward the, toward the Lord in this time, really trying to make use of getting closer to him, closer to kind of um, discerning the times, as they, as they would say. And uh, I think one of the things that's really been resonating um, with me is actually out of uh, 1 Corinthians um, 7, 17 to 20. And that reads, it says, Nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned them to, just as the Lord has called them, this is the rule I lay down in all the churches. Was a man already circumcised when he was called? He should not be, uh, he should not become uncircumcised. Was a man uncircumcised when he was called? He should not become circumcised. Circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing. Keeping God's commands is what counts. Each person should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. And so where I felt this resonated was you know, before this all happened, um, you know, we had we had certain things in place, you know, whether, you know, we had our, our church family in place, we had our ministries in place, um, we had all these things in place that we were doing. And so now with the epidemic and these things that we're not, we're, we're not being able to do, uh, can have us, can, can put us in a psychological place that, okay, now we're sheltered in place and so we can't do those things that we normally were doing and so maybe in our hearts we begin to um sit back we begin to wait you know we begin to wait to the kind of this is all over so that we can quote unquote get back to normal um and so what i really felt was was being impressed was wherever we were before this happened right we should remain in that place. So what do I mean by that? I mean, if you were, um, whatever ministry you were serving in, look for the opportunity to continue to serve in that ministry where you are right now, okay? And that cause, that's gonna cause us to think outside the box. That's gonna cause us to think of different ways that we can serve in um, ministry that we couldn't serve before. So this really ties into this idea also of opportunity. I really believe at this time that God, um, two things are happening. One, that God's people really need to press into God more than they have ever pressed into him before. And two, when that happens, God will make available strategies if we have our mindset in an opportunity minded mindset. So we have to be careful of, you know, again, we should keep up with the news and what's going on, 
but we have to we have to realize that first of all we're in the world and not of the world so when that happens we have to realize that we've been put on earth for a um for for an, a purpose and god's agenda and so now that we're at home god's purpose and god's agenda has not changed so again this word of whatever situation whatever gifts whatever talents whatever god had put on your mind what your heart to do you should still be about that however that looks you should still be moving forward in that vein and obviously you can't do it the way you were doing it but that doesn't mean that god hasn't given you opportunities one of the things that i've noticed um is especially on the um on the internet is i've just been kind of struck at the ingenuity of people okay different things and products and you know people are still marketing and are doing all these things online right and so i've i've sort of been marveled at how okay these people are stuck in these situations but their their mindset in terms of whether it's business or marketing or whatever has not changed okay we as a people of god have something that we that people need that is much greater than that. And so if people in the world that don't know God are getting downloads and getting different types of ideas, you can't tell me that the people of God that have the spirit of God, that um, are sons and daughters of, of the living God, can't have that same thing even greater. So I think what it has to be is it has to be a mindset and again, we've talked about through these weeks of really talking about relational care and talking about the care that we need to, to do on ourselves as we're going through this difficult time. So what I feel like God is saying is, don't put that aside, but do that in a way to prepare yourself for what it is that God's going to want you to do and what God has for you to do as we come out of this. Because this teaching is actually called moving on into a new normal. Because the idea is we don't know what's going to, to um, we don't know what the world's gonna look like on the other side of this, right? Um, we don't know, we've talked about before we come out of this, our favorite coffee shop is is not there any longer. Um, I know that Pastor John sent out a um, uh, sent out a, a video email this week, uh, just letting people know that the church is not going to have any kind of large meetings until August. Okay, so that means again that even as these orders come down. Um, or begin to slowly unwind, we're still not gonna have that fellowship that we're used to, okay? So now we have two options. One, we can really feel um, down and bad for ourselves and bad at the fellowship, and we can feel those ways. I'm not saying that, you know, discard that, but what I'm saying is, okay, so if we can't do that, what can we do? What can we do to maintain fellowship? What can we do to continue to reach out to our friends and, and, and neighbors? What can we do to continue on the ministries that we've been doing? The outreaches that we've been doing, what can we do to continue on to do those? And so really just, just wanting us to maybe change our perspective, our perspective if our perspective is not there and really press into God because again, we can do all things through him and we can have new strategies. We can have even the gifts that are dormant that maybe we weren't using before this happened. This might be a time when the Lord is saying to you, okay, hone those gifts so that you can use those gifts, because at the end of the day, we're kingdom workers, we're here to do the work of the kingdom, and coronavirus or no coronavirus, we still need to be doing the work of the kingdom. We still need to be advancing the kingdom. And so let's be kingdom-minded, let's be eternity-minded, let's be um, opportunity, 
minded, okay, so that we can we can advance, right, what God wants us to advance in season and out of season. Yes, Ron. Just wanted to, I, I appreciate very much what you're saying. Um, and at the same time, I'm reminded of so many people, including myself, if we only had time, I would do this and that and that and the other thing. And here it is six weeks later and this, that and the other thing haven't been done. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line, yeah, you know, and, and sometimes right. it's, uh, it's, you know, if I had time, I'd, I'd be more disciplined in my, in my time with God, I'd be more, or I'd, you know, finally clean out that back closet. I mean, everything from spiritual to relational to practical, mm -hmm. um, not that spiritual and relational aren't practical, but, um, in everything that you just said we were called to be kingdom minded. Mm -hmm. And if we're at the spot right now, um, we were not kingdom minded. We have the choice of remaining there, of feeling guilty or shame because we're there mm -hmm. and we don't want to be, and we shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. And therefore we're bad Christians. Or as we've discussed in prior weeks, it's we can make the choice to analyze why we're there and why we're not moving forward because there's a reason why we're not moving forward and too often the church and other well-intended people just say go and do this mm -hmm. but if we're not doing it there's a reason why we're not doing it and it's not for guilt it's not for shame it could be because our values and our goals mm -hmm. are not lined up with what the word says. Mm -hmm. It could be because the self-talk, who we are in God and who God is for us mm -hmm. is not really what the word says it is. Mm -hmm. um, this is a perfect time to assess where we want to go. You know, Ron and I um, are going to start teaching actually on vision. Um, we've been through a long transition. Uh, I think for a lot of us, our priorities have kind of been reassessed during this time. And um, taking the next step is not as easy as you say it is, Joe. It's not as cut and dry as we just need to do it. And at the same time, we just need to do it. <laughs> And sometimes we, can come, we can come up with too many excuses mm -hmm. and we don't just do it. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, just kind of on my ballywick right now um, with regards to that, but especially because um, and we do have some new faces on here. Um, and for myself, I need to be reminded, you know, that some of the choices that I'm making now, I'm making for a reason. And it's not because I don't love God. It's not because God doesn't love me. It's because my focus is not as clear and refined and refined as I need it to be. Yeah. yeah thanks for thanks for that, Gene. I, I appreciate it. And um, yeah, if I made it seem easy, um, <laughs> um, it's definitely not. Uh, you know, this this is where. This is really where pressing into the Lord, I believe, becomes so crucial because I look at it, you know, even for myself. And I know that there are things that the Lord has called me to that before this happened, um, I didn't have time. And when this happened, I retreated. I went and just was just like, okay waiting and I felt like the Lord was like what are you waiting for uh number one and number two what I realized is I don't I don't have the strength to do what the Lord's calling me to do I don't Okay, so, you know, this isn't sort of like, well, pump yourself up, you know, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger, 
Schwarzenegger likes to say, you know, I'm here to pump you up, you know. <laughs> uh, it's not all, it's not about that, right? But it's about, I've got to press into the one that has what I need to accomplish what it is I need to accomplish, you know. And it really starts there. It really starts there. And so my encouragement, my admonition is really whatever that is. And, and like Gene says, you know, there's a walk that we have to take that says, okay, well, yeah, I've had four weeks and there's a whole bunch of stuff I could have done and I didn't do it. What's going on inside of me? So hopefully what we've done with the emotional cup and those things can begin to kind of have you on this self-pilgrimage to to kind of figure out what's going on uh but we need the lord i mean we need the we need the lord because none of us are going to accomplish anything that the lord has for us without him and so it really it starts there so even if you don't have a clue there's one clue to get and this is seek the lord you know seek the lord because whatever you need is going to be found in him and to buck the tendency that we have to kind of feel like, Oh, I gotta, I have to figure this out. I have to sit down and come up with the plan. I have to sit down and come up with the steps. I have to sit down and do that. Actually, I don't have to do any of that because if I go before the Lord and I really seek what he wants, then I'm really trusting that the Lord's going to give me the plan and how to do it. Alec, you raised your hand. Please unmute and share. There we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> um, we were listening to Stephen Burdick earlier today, and um, we've been really liking that that message that they've been on. Um, and one of the things that, uh, really stuck out to me was that we have a, um, a grieving process to go through here because even before the year began and the expectations that we had for this year happened, we had to put that to rest and we didn't get a chance to say goodbye to this year yet. Mm. Um. And I think that might be part of that delay in, in us. We're, we're still in shock, right? From, from, from having to put to rest some of those expectations that we had on this year, whether it was, um, whether it was, uh, you know, we, we were finally getting momentum in ministry or in business or, or in, or in whatever we were doing, we were gaining momentum and then all of a sudden we had to stop. And, and, um, and while that might not have been where the Lord was directing us to go and, and we're now in a new direction and God's pointing somewhere else, we've still got to be able to say, okay, well, I've got to put that to rest then. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Thank you, Alec. Um, give me just one moment, Ted. I, I see your hand. Um, I think it's really what we're talking about is that element that we talked about a few weeks ago that, that Jean brought out that we might not be moving forward. And it could be for a number of reasons. We could be actually way more busy than we've ever been simply because we're sheltered in place. We've mm -hmm. got kids or grandkids or nieces and nephews in the same house while we're working from home and while whatever else is going on. There could be that. There could also be the reality that we are also either in that fight, flight, or freeze mode. Mm -hmm. And have we, as you pointed out, Alec, have we taken the time to, as we addressed in previous weeks, to go to the Lord and ask the Lord to help us identify, what am I feeling? Mm -hmm. What is really, why am I not reading my word, you know? because I'm not reading my word like maybe I was used to when I had routine and my day was kind of going the way that I'm used to it going. Have I not yet, as Alec points out, grieved the loss or the shift that has happened? And yes, I need to go through those things because if I don't and I decide to put a lid on what I'm feeling, I don't just put a lid on my grief. 
I put a lid on everything. Mm -hmm. And that's something that is sometimes difficult for us to connect. We think we can make safe vows in an area and not realizing that there are repercussions that actually impact us in way more areas than just that one area that we're like, well, I vow to never feel grief like I felt uh, before in XYZ situation. So thank you so much, you guys, for bringing that up. Um, Alec, were you done sharing or did I step on you? No, that was, that was, that was my piece, yeah. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you for being so gracious. Ted and Alba? Yeah, you know, I think part of it is also uh, Christians tend to be complacent. We are very comfortable with the way we are because what happens is we're, we're not opportunists. So we don't take advantage as much as the opportunity that presented to us. I think what happened is uh, we're so used to it. We feel so comfortable in that world where, you know, like people have the same belief, you know, because, you know, you share the same idea as I do. We have kind of the same goal. Then I feel comfortable with that. And therefore, if someone from the outside who is not part of that social group or so, it makes you feel very uncomfortable. And also, if you want to enter into something new, it's that's challenging. It tends to be too difficult for us as Christians. We, 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 we tend to go, even though we talk about having faith, but we really don't have faith except for what we see, really. So we feel comfortable with the, uh, what we could see, what we kind of know. We feel somewhat secure dealing with people of our own kind. However, it's like, for example, with this situation that happened right now, this, I think it's a great opportunity for to, to be able to expand in your own personal way with those who are not used to, they're not in our social group per se. But for us, I think we feel we're, we're somewhat intimidated, you know, to, to uh, access that new uh, uh, horizon, I guess you would say, because of the fact that, you know, we want to be someplace that people have share ideas like we do that kind of think the same way as us. Therefore, we don't want to go to something that might be too, uh, you know, we might be rejected at. Mm. You know, us as Christians tends to be, we, we like to feel secure. And, and it's nothing wrong with that. However, I think as, as Christian, we need to be more opportunist. I mean, for me personally, I think what a better time as, I mean, it's not something that we brought upon ourselves. You know, the situation that we're, in, we're encountering right now is not something we brought upon ourselves. However, it is something that I think if we as Christians were to take advantage of it, I think we would accomplish much more than if we were just sitting in four, between four walls because the accessibility is there right now. There are so many people who are out there who would be more vulnerable now to listening to us or to be open to our ideas than any other time because we're outside of those four walls now. So I believe that's part of it. I think, you know, sometimes us as Christians, we're so comfortable where we are that we are afraid of any changes. And changes are not easy, of course. No one likes changes. But most of the time, changes are good. I thank you for that. You're talking about, I was trying to find the scripture and I, I couldn't find it. And now I have Joe looking for it. But where the Lord challenged uh, the disciples and talked about Christians needing to be wise. I think what wise is foxes, right? And is innocent. Yeah. So we, we tend to not, um, we tend to be reticent. We tend to hold back a little bit and not um, see necessarily uh, and jump on necessarily the opportunities that are before us. Uh, we tend to move in that vein slowly. And yeah, it's true. It's a, it's a time for us to really be able to share the gospel 
um, as well as to extend the gospel in the way the Lord has given us to extend the gospel um, in, in spheres that, uh, that are outside of our usual spheres, simply because people are a little bit more open. They're wondering, they're trying to figure it out. They, they figure, you know, you Christians, you ought to know what's going on. You ought to have some kind of answers. Um, and they're looking, you know, for the peace that um, really that we carry, because we carry Jesus. We carry Jesus. Mm -hmm. But, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, so I, I'd like to give you a testimony, actually, of a friend of mine um, and her family down in San Jose. Um, and they, they, uh, you know, they love the Lord and they're struggling like everybody else. And uh, her oldest daughter uh, decided that she wanted to do something. So what she wanted, she wanted to do was she looked around and she was very moved by the people in her community that um, she knew elderly people that needed um, food. So basically what she did was she went to her local grocery store and she told them what she wanted to do. She wanted to be able to serve the, uh, the shut-in and the elders. And um, long story short, uh, her daughter posted this week, she started off a few weeks ago, she was feeding, she was, they were bringing home food, they were fixing it in their own kitchen, and they were feeding um, their neighbors. So when they first started, they were feeding, they were giving out 65 meals a week. She just posted and they're making and they're distributing 100 meals a week. And, um, you know, they're nothing fancy. Uh, in, the, um, in the normal world, you know, I would think that the, you know, the department, uh, the yeah. food the department mm -hmm. of health would come by and say, you know what, you can't do that. Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this is not this and that's not that and the food temperature and blah, blah, blah. Um, but they're a family that saw a need and they're just like, we can't sit around. And so they're wearing their masks and her and her daughters are cooking the meals in their kitchen. And her and her husband and their daughters load their car up and they drive around the neighborhood with their masks and they feed the people in their neighborhood. And Joe, this is the perfect time to plug the serve at the Bay. Yes. So if you is. go onto the bay.church, on the very front page, it's got an area where you can serve. Um, right now, they have um, where you can load food. There's a, I think it's called the White Pony, comes and delivers food. Um, we bag it up, um, or at least the church bags it up. I haven't participated in this portion. Um, and then it goes and gets delivered. They also help serve food at a local school. And also right now, there's probably a team of about 10 or so people that have been making masks. Uh, we've just gotten a request from uh, the city of Concord to make masks for the homeless outreach and the homeless shelter in Concord. So there's a lot of different ways where there's a potential to serve um, in ways that you might not have before. Mm -hmm. um, yep. Let me add to that, Jean, and just share that specifically on May 1st, 4th, and 8th, they need help with uh, distributing food at Riverview School. Um, the Food and Grocery Assembly, um, which is from White Pony, as, as Jean mentioned, they need um, some more hands on April 28th, the 30th, May 4th, 5th, and 7th, and a grocery truck loading. Um, loading the grocery truck that actually, I guess, carries the food. Uh, they need that help on April 28th, the 29th, May 1st, May 5th, May 6th, and May 8th. So those are dates that, um, that are especially, uh, um, they need more hands on those specific dates for those uh, particular um, serve opportunities. So again, as Jean said, if you go on the website, you'll, you'll see the form, you'll be able to click and, and sign up for any one of those. It's actually really good.
Yes, and Miss Carrie is, it's a compassion effort, so it's all under Miss Carrie. Although she's not there for each and every one of those, she and her team actually organize them, and one of them is available at each of those um, opportunities. But yeah, we all need to be looking for ways to, um, to, to grow. And when we talk about serving, serving is an aspect of our growth. James said, faith without works is non-existent. <laughs> um, I saw, I saw a, 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 a pocket news feed this week, and I didn't get to read it because I don't have time. I love to read almost anything I can get my hands on, but it looks like a good read. And it said on the face of it that Val Kilmer, um, who played, I don't know what he played. I, I don't he played uh, Batman. Batman. Okay, he well, he doesn't films. believe in death. Okay, that's what the headline said. And I don't know, maybe Val Kilmer is a believer, which, you know, I don't believe in death in that sense, in the sense of the way the world believes it. But I have no idea what that article was about. But I can tell you that James would argue with us, faith without works is dead and there is a death. Um, is how he would put it. So in what way is the Lord calling us to, you know, move from where we've been into the sphere where what we used to do before, we now need to shift. We now need to do differently. We now need to grow up. We now need to grow into who God has called us to be. We now need to express um, ourselves in a way that he's been challenging us. It could be relationally, if you're in a relationship with somebody you, um, you, that's your spouse or children, that it's not cool anymore for you to um, ignore high emotions or strong emotions. So it could be that we're being called to be humbled all the more. So say, for example, you know, Joe yells at me for no apparent reason. It's time for me in this season to be able to look at Joe and say, honey, I hear pain in you. Would you be willing to share with me what you're really feeling? As opposed to me going, you know what? You know where you can take this. And I'm not going to stand here and take this from you. You don't yell at me. You, you see, there, there's a big difference. Maybe I would have normally done the, the, the latter. Normally, right? she would have drop kicked me first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the really? height difference would have, uh, you know, had an impact on that. She I might have thrown something. She's now, short, but she can elevate. <laughs> I listened to a good message earlier this week, and um, it talks about um, how many times the Lord tells us to go forth, to go. Um, but a lot of times in the Word, we don't pay attention to how many times He's told us to stop. Mm. And oftentimes, in order to go forward, we have to stop and recognize what we're doing. You know, it's like, Lord, I don't want to be afraid anymore. I want strength and courage. Well, what are you feeding yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to stop feeding all of the, the news reports that are adding, you know, fear. And you've got to stop that to be able to go forward. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's... It, Joe's yelling at you. You got to stop long enough mm -hmm. to stop and say, okay, Lord, put me into his heart. That's right. So in order to go forward, oftentimes we need to stop. Mm -hmm. And if we just stop long enough, then we'll be able to hear the Lord. That is so good. That is so mm -hmm. right on because it takes, it takes that stopping what I would have normally done, what I would have quote unquote automatically, how I would have just responded or or told myself well this is the way i've always done it mm, well no you know that 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 responding on the basis of my uh, limbic system is not really why the lord calls me a human being you know i'm a human being because i have a prefrontal cortex that is supposed to work with that emotional to kind of keep me in balance and in check and submit it to the lord so we're in a time where um, we may be challenged with extreme, what we call extreme humility. Mm -hmm. But Hebrews 12, 1 said, says, what does it say? 
let's let's look at it since i started to quote it in my my mouth went someplace else hebrews 12 1 talks about christ and what he had to look upon in order to dwell and fully function on the cross and i'm gonna take it from king james for you guys it says for this reason um as we are circled by so great a cloud of witnesses putting off every weight and the sin into which we come so readily let us keep on running in the way which is marked out for us now this is the way that's marked out for us having our eyes fixed on jesus the guide and end of our faith who went through the pains of the cross not caring for the shame because of the joy which was before him and who has now taken his place at the right hand of God's seat of power. He thought of us as being the joy that was set before him. And so it was with that that he was able to deal with the extreme humility of being naked on a cross for our sake. And the Bible says we have not yet, how does it word it? We have not yet um, bled in our resistance reached the point of shedding, shedding our, blood. our own blood in mm -hmm. our resisting sin mm -hmm. and so there's there is a this call is not a light thing it's it's a powerful thing it's a heavy thing but it's a doable thing in christ mm -hmm. so that that's kind of what we wanted to to challenge you guys with we wanted to also ask um or offer up four things that we see the lifting of the shelter in place um, might actually require of us because we know that it's going to be gradual according to our governor that they're going to do a gradual lifting mm -hmm. well what does that mean for us now and um i'm going to turn it over to joe to go first so really the question we're asking ourselves is how do we prepare emotionally and relationally for the for the um, lifting of the shelter in place and what that might demand from us. Uh, so the four points we had was um, first of all, um, we're going to have to heighten our intimacy with the Lord and pursue deeper discernment. Um, we've kind of already talked about that in the beginning, um, but the deeper discernment really is one of the things that I've noticed is. Um, there is the news and then there's the news behind the news right and then there's the spiritual aspect of what's going on and i think that really for us as people of god we really need to to again move closer to the lord to really try to give us some insight in you know asking the lord okay lord i see and i hear what's going on on the surface but what's really going on here behind the scenes and how do you um, how do you want me to deal with this? How do you want me to react to it? Uh, what do you want me to, to say? Uh, you know, in Acts, it was very interesting um, when um, the, the disciples went out and um, the Holy Spirit said, I will tell you what you need in the moment. So it wasn't even from a point where they had it all planned out. This is what we're going to say. This is what we're going to do. But the Holy Spirit was like, trust me enough to just step out and in the moment, I'll give you what you need to say. Uh, the second one is um, we may need to be more emotionally aware of what we're feeling at any given moment. So for example, when we begin to unwind from this shelter in place, how are we gonna feel with social distancing? How are we gonna feel with, to give you an example, there are places that I enjoyed going that I know that now are permanently closed. You know, there are small business owners that just, they close their doors because they were just like, I'm not going to be able to survive this. And so there's a huge loss for them, which I'm all, I'm feeling for them, but there's also a loss for me because I knew those business owners. Um, I, I frequented their businesses. I spent my money there. So it's not about, you know, okay, well, you know, now I got to go somewhere else and spend my money or I can't spend my money there. But it's just that whole idea of, 
of loss and change. Um, I need to begin to prepare myself as best I can now, knowing some of those things that I'm going to have to experience. Uh, three is we're going to need to be more truly relational. And what I mean by that, we're going to have to be more open. We're going to have to be more vulnerable because here's what Jesus says, to whom much is given, much is required. Okay. So most of you that are in this class have, uh, or on the screen now, have been in relational care for quite a long time. I would say almost years, right? When we enter, when we come out of this, people are going to feel a lot of different things. And one of the things that we've always talked to you guys about, you have the greater responsibility because the Lord has poured into you what relational care looks like. You have the understanding that God is a relational God and he created you to be in relationship. You have that understanding. The people that you interact with in the world don't, okay? They're just reacting off of feelings and emotions and whatever they feel at the moment, okay? We're gonna be the ones that are going to be able to show what love is, what mercy is, what grace is, what compassion is, we're going to have to be the ones to model that. Are we going to be ready to model that in a world of change? So that's another thing that, um, another suggestion that we want you to really sit with because not only is that needed now, but it's going to be needed when we begin to enter back into this world after the shelter in place. And the last one is, we're going to need to be able to manage and process our anger and our frustration and also our ability to forgive quickly because we're going to enter into a world where people are going to be short-tempered people are going to be in states of confusion they're going to be angry we're going to suffer some of that ourselves because when we go back out into the world we're gonna look around and go, wow, you know what? I used to be there, I used to be able to do this, I used to be able to do that, I used to be able to do that, and I can't do that the way that I was doing it. So we're gonna to have to not only be able to manage our own, but we're gonna also have to be in a place to be able to not only forgive, but to understand this is the world we're entering into, that people are angry, frustrated, they can't do the world that they left is not the world that they're entering back into. So we'll open it up. Any questions, comments? Raise your hand if you have something that you'd like to share or say or have any snide remarks. Yes, Sue. <laughs> Go ahead and unmute yourself. Um, so I was really shocked by Pastor John's announcement that everything uh, would continue for three more months. I was shocked because I thought things were going to start opening. And um, so um, I was really shocked. And I thought to myself, I wonder if there's something I need to do differently for three more months than what I've done in this past six weeks or not even two months. And I thought, how am I gonna, how am I gonna survive this? I mean, I have it great. I mean, my husband is here, we're healthy, working from home. I mean, I have it great. But there was still a part of me that was like, how am I going to survive this? Mm -hmm. I mean, we have food. We have supplies. Toilet paper. We have everything. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like mentally, emotionally, how am I going to survive this? And there it is. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, 
I, I was shocked and I, I just didn't know what to think. So Sue, you're speaking about pastors sharing that large groups would be, would not be able to meet until August. So, um, it, are you thinking that that also would apply in terms of us getting together as a whole congregation during like weekend services? Got it. Yeah. And so that was shocking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I also, also I wondered how that affected my work too, because I'm still in a holding pattern with being a temp and I'm still waiting for to take an exam to see if I can get this job. And so now I'm wondering, is that going to be put off? And so, I mean, to tell you the truth, we haven't been keeping up with the news. And so, you know, literally I thought things were going to start opening up. I didn't know. I think that there's so many different things and so many different perspectives going on about this. Um, in Florida, next week, they're holding church. Mm -hmm. um, you know, pastor friend of ours, they're actually opening the church up. They're doing it differently. They have an auditorium where they can put the chairs up or not. They're not putting chairs up, you know, so that this way everyone's going to be standing and be able to keep that social distance and, you know, and whatnot. Um, just because the church isn't opening up doesn't mean that the world isn't going to start opening up. And it doesn't mean that we can't start opening up. Everyone is going to be coming at this very differently. And it's important to understand that one, our own perspectives can change day by day on what we feel is safe and healthy and not and following the law and not and also other people are going to have that same experience that this is wrong this is right none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow none of us knows what's going to happen when borders start opening up except the lord but god and that's where in all of this um you know i like what joe said at the beginning I've hardly gone outside my four walls with the seasons and everything else like that. I haven't spend it, spent time outside my backyard where it's safe um, because then I wind up getting asthma from the allergies. Um, I don't want to get so comfortable inside my four walls that I don't get out. And that's a choice that I can make. Regardless of what the Bay Church does, the world does. We need to listen to what the Lord says for us to do and be okay with the conflicts that we deal with in that process. Yeah. Yeah, you bring up, uh, both bring up uh, the point that this is very transitional. You know, um, the, what pastor said is um, what the Bay Church is thinking right now. And that could change. There could be, you know, a healthy or a healthier way of gathering in groups of more than 50 than what we can think of right now. Um, we, we just don't know. And so this, we, we continue to be tested in the area of flexibility. And just because one person may appear to be flexible or more flexible than another doesn't mean that emotionally you don't go through the same cycle. Mm -hmm. There's still that grieving that Alec brought out of what is no more or what isn't going to be the way we'd hoped. Um, I think of a couple that was featured in, in the news that had planned their wedding and their guests were not going to be able to attend. And uh, one of the, the vendors chose to go individually and take pictures of all their guests and they taped the pictures of the guests mm -hmm. to the pews in the church while the would-be husband and wife walked down the aisle mm -hmm. to get married mm -hmm. i know of another couple i have no idea how they did this i i didn't i confess i don't know the details but they had either their guests attend by zoom mm -hmm. You know, and they got married. And, and so 
there are there's still going to be seasons of calling for a lot of flexibility on our part and is is that a um, the whole idea of joy that we talked about even last week has to do with our resiliency we can't walk and maintain joy unless we are resilient well resiliency doesn't mean you don't go through the grief of I can't believe we're not going to be able to be together as church. Yeah, we will feel that. We will express that. And then we will take that to the Lord. We will receive ministry from the Lord and maybe from a close uh, uh, friend that we can, we can check in with or our spouse. And then we will, we will rebuild internally and keep going. And so, um, yeah, it's a challenging time. Anybody else? Looks like uh, uh, Alec. Alec, we recognize your hand. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I know um, my school semester is pretty much over. Mm. Um, I'm I'm finishing up my final papers. I'm putting the polishing touches on them, and I'm turning in turning them in on Monday. Um, and after that, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I mean, I, I I have ideas of what I want to do, like Joe said, you know, Lord's given, giving us ideas of what to do, but how to initiate that, how to go about that, um, and, and, and really following in, in the Lord's footsteps is, is something that we each have to kind of work out and, and, you know, like, like, like David did, we've got to encourage ourselves in the Lord to be able to move forward in this, right? And, and for me... Um, I know one of the things that I struggle with is I don't like endings. Um, whenever I'm reading a story or I'm watching a TV show, like, and I know I'm up at the last end of the season or I'm at the last few chapters, like I'll stop reading for like a couple weeks and like, or I'll stop watching for like a couple weeks. Cause I want to, I do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, cause I'll be like, I don't want it to end cause I really like this and I don't know what comes next. Um, <laughs> And I've kind of, I feel like this last week, I've kind of, I've done my work and I've done my due diligence to do my homework, but I've, I've literally pushed it to where I have to like crunch myself to finish everything tomorrow um, for my essays. Um, and I know that part of that is that want to delay the next step. Mm. Um, and, and hearing, hearing this and, and, and hearing all the serve opportunities and the, the ability to go out and still have that community, even with social distancing and everything that, that we're having at the church and all that kind of thing was kind of encouraging. And the Lord was like, mm -hmm. yeah, you need to be doing that. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, but I, I know that's one of the things I've been struggling with is, is, is what to do next. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. yeah vulnerable mm -hmm. yep. anybody else before we get ready to close Sue um, we wanted to ask for everyone to pray for our son-in-law David who's having a surgery this Tuesday they don't know if it's throat cancer or lymphoma and he's in his early 30s Okay. Okay. All right, everyone. Well, we thank you for joining us. Um, All right. We're going to pray on out, okay? No, Father, we thank you for this word. We thank you for your encouragement, God, that you are with us even in this season of transition and that, Lord, you are calling us, God, to um, learn to submit, Lord God, to you so that we can be different, Lord God, on the other side. We can do things differently. And yet, Lord God, you're calling many of us to press into the thing that you'd already called us to do, to, to, not, to not hold back, to not take our hands off the plow, as it were, but to keep moving forward. You're calling us also, Lord God, to keep our eyes and ears open, God, to the opportunities that exist, Father, to see whether or not you are in them and then to pursue the things that you are in and to leave off those things that you are not. 
Father, we come to you, Lord God, in various points of our level of emotion. We come to you, Lord God, at various points of vulnerability, God, first of all with you and then with others, God. And we're asking you to help us take the next step. Help us, Lord God, to be conformed, Lord God, into the image of Christ who was crucified for us and who is, an, who is our only example. Father, as we do this, Lord God, we also think of those, Father, that have been sick, Lord God, and that, Lord God, are, are being cared for in the hospital. We lift them up before you. We think of people, Lord God, like David, who's going to be having surgery, Lord God, this Tuesday. And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you would encounter him. Mm -hmm. Father, with the power of your love and your grace, God, that Father, he would, Father, turn his heart and his focus to you, God, that he would, Lord God, desire to cultivate a relationship with you, but that even in the midst of all that's going on, that he would experience your presence, that his family would experience your presence, Lord God, and that, Father, that there would be a release of divine and supernatural healing from heaven, even as you have already done for many of us, Lord God, who are on this meeting right now, you have healed us in many ways, God. So Father, we pray, Lord God, in agreement that your sozo, your healing, your deliverance, Lord God, Father, your freedom, Lord God, and salvation would be offered to David, God, and that his physicians would serve in wisdom, in supernatural wisdom, God, so that he can come, Lord God, to an expected end of wholeness, in you. Father, keep each and every one of us this week, Lord God, as we go about the things that are on our calendars to do, the things that are tasks that we must accomplish, and the things most importantly that you are calling us to. Because Lord God, we want to be with you in and through it all. In Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, we love you. Stay safe. And we will see you same time. Same channel. Thanks, guys. We love you guys. Love you guys. Love you. Miss you guys. We love you. Bye. We miss you all. Love you. Take care. Bye. Good meeting.